This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, April 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Partisan sharpen knives over the farm bill. Can Cottaway win over Freedom Caucus? And Trump appeals to the farm base on TPP and E15. Republicans state their case for welfare reforming farm bill. The stage is set now for the first battles over a new farm bill after months of drafting and weeks of leaks and speculation. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway released his 641-page bill yesterday afternoon. The committee won't take action on the bill until next Wednesday, but Republicans geared up for the debate last night, making a series of speeches on the House floor in defense of the bill's reforms to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. A poster behind the lawmakers displayed hashtags Farmers Feed and Nutrition Matters. Partisan Warfare Begins House leaders wasted no time yesterday drawing partisan lines over the bill. Even before the text was released, House Speaker Paul Ryan was highlighting the farm bill in his weekly news conference. The bill will, quote, get more Americans out of poverty and into the workforce, he said. But House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi issued a statement calling the bill a betrayal of rural communities and working families across the nation. The Democratic National Committee said the bill takes access to healthy food away from families. And in a fresh sign of the historic partisan impasse on the Ag Committee itself, ranking Democrat Colin Peterson released a statement that criticized even the bill's commodity title, which he helped to negotiate. He said the bill fails to make needed improvements to the farm safety net. Peterson wants to increase reference prices in the price loss coverage program, but Conaway says Peterson didn't raise that as an issue until Democrats broke off negotiations over the bill last month. The bill does include an escalator provision to raise PLC reference prices should commodity prices increase significantly. Soybeans could be affected if prices average $10 a bushel or more for an extended time. Keep in mind, it is an election year. With control of the House at stake, both parties are playing to their basis. There's nothing unusual about that, but this is not the way that farm bills ordinarily get done. Conaway has an eye on House conservatives. Conaway can ill afford to lose many GOP votes on the House floor, and he's keeping the chairman of the conservative House Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows, up to speed on the farm bill. The two men met yesterday afternoon, not long after the bill's release, but Meadows wasn't ready to publicly endorse the bill. He said he still needed time to read the bill's text. Meanwhile, Texas Representative Bill Flores, a former chairman of the larger Republican Study Committee, tells Agricults he expects there to be strong GOP support for the farm bill. Now, don't be surprised if some of the bill's SNAP incentives make it into law. They won't get much attention now, but one significant provision would guarantee $1.2 billion in subsidies over 10 years for retailers who provide incentives to SNAP recipients to buy fruits, vegetables, and dairy products. Now, did you know the farm bill number is H.R. 2? Low bill numbers are reserved for the majority party's top legislative priorities. The tax bill enacted in December was H.R. 1. We have three stories now on AgriPulse that provide details on the Farm Bill. New Farm Bill tweaks commodity title, overhauls conservation, Farm Bill snap reform tees up partisan fight, and Conaway Bill would upend endangered species review process for pesticides. 
Argentina lifting a barrier to U.S. pork. The U.S. will start exporting pork to Argentina for the first time in more than 25 years now that the technical requirements have been completed on a deal first announced last summer by the Trump administration. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said yesterday this breakthrough is the result of efforts by this administration to help America's farmers and ranchers reach new markets and ensure fair trade practices by our international partners. Once the people of Argentina get a taste of American pork products after all this time, we're sure they'll want more of it. USDA estimates that in the near term, Argentina will buy about $10 million worth of U.S. pork annually, but stresses there are significant growth opportunities there. Trump meeting makes news on TPP and ethanol. The ethanol industry and promoters of the Trans-Pacific Partnership both were buoyed by news from a meeting between President Trump and farm state senators yesterday. Trump confirmed that EPA is seriously considering a vapor pressure waiver for year-round E15 sales. And the president told the senators he has instructed economic advisor Larry Kudlow and U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer to begin work on a potential U.S. re-entry into the TPP. It includes Japan, Vietnam, and nine other countries. Now keep in mind, even if he decides to rejoin TPP, Trump would almost certainly demand that the pact be renegotiated. Animal welfare groups join organic suit. A pair of animal welfare groups are joining the effort to try and force USDA to enact animal welfare standards in organic agriculture. The American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, the SPCA, and the Animal Welfare Institute, the AWI, have joined the Organic Trade Association in suing USDA over withdrawal of an Obama-era rule. The Humane Society of the United States has also filed suit over the withdrawal of the regulation. Judge tentatively okays Syngenta Settlement. The federal judge overseeing the class action lawsuit against Syngenta for selling genetically modified seeds before they have been approved for import by China has given preliminary approval to a $1.51 billion settlement agreement. The standards for preliminary approval of the settlement have been easily met in this case. There is no suggestion of illegality or conclusion here. At the word of U.S. District Judge John Lungstrom in his ruling this week, he rejected an argument by one of the group's plaintiffs to deny preliminary approval on various grounds. Senate OK's EPA's number two. With the help of three Democrats from coal mining states, the Senate voted 53 to 45 yesterday to confirm industry lobbyist Andrew Wheeler as deputy administrator of USDA. Wheeler would be in line to succeed Administrator Scott Pruitt if he were to resign or is fired. Here's today's He Said It. If that's a line they're going to go down, I can't fix their problem. I just know that we're going to move forward and get it done as fast as we can. That House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conway, Republican of Texas, on the Farm Bill and the possibility that some Democrats who would ordinarily support it could vote for amendments to cut crop insurance and end the sugar program out of anger over the nutrition title. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, April 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.